the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with today's message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane, president of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. And I'm Terry Reed, a director at SAPSA. We are here to reassure you that you can believe the Bible from the first verse. The Bible says that we humans were made in God's image, which means we have a three-part makeup of the human body, spirit, and soul. But it also means we're not developed from a lower animal. Last Saturday, we went through the supposed missing links or transitional forms between man and ape man and an ape man called Java man, Peking man, and Neanderthals. And I must say, I did not see any evidence for any of these being my ancestors. Didn't see your uncle in the family tree? No, Terry, there wasn't. And the frustrating thing is how contorted our thinking has to be to try and see your ancestor in these apes. A few years ago, we at SABSA acted as docents to guide groups of homeschoolers through the Witte Museum when it hosted a traveling Darwin exhibit. I remember that and enjoyed the chance to help those people interpret what they saw through a creationist worldview. The second to last exhibit had a wall of all the supposed transitional form skulls and humans. I asked a seven-year-old girl next to me to tell me which one was us. She logically said that we would be the one on top. However, the skulls are arranged by cranium size, and thus the one she pointed to was not us humans, but Neanderthals. I explained to her that based on what the exhibit said, her assumption of our having the largest skull had to be the logical one. But it also points up the illogic of us being at the top of the hominids and outlasting the other Neanderthals. A seven-year-old could see this illogic, but it escapes secular scientists because they are so blinded by their commitment to the religion of evolution. On today's show, we're going to continue looking at nominees for the ape man. The next one we will discuss is Nebraska man. Called Nebraska man because, of course, it was found in Nebraska. 1922, Harold Cook found a tooth. And, of course, it's always interesting that they find teeth. Teeth or bone are the only thing that's left after a period of time. This tooth, this single tooth, was misinterpreted by Dr. Henry Osborne of the American Museum of Natural History as an ape-man's tooth. It obviously was not human. Well, Dr. Osborne and Mr. Cook called a press conference and declared an ape-man fossil had been found. We have seen this story before. Find a small fossil, have a quick press conference, and the finder's career is made for 15 to 30 years before the find is disproved. Yeah, unfortunately, we're going to see that same pattern with Nebraska man. 
This single tooth was used by Clarence Darrow in the Scopes Monkey Trial. William Jennings Bryan, who's representing the prosecution in this case, did a very bizarre thing during this trial. He actually took the stand as a prosecution witness. Uh, when he did, Darrow asked him, well, what do you think about them finding the Nebraska man? Now, he didn't tell him it was a single tooth. He suggested, without saying it, that it was a full skeleton find. And, of course, Brian was dumbfounded by this and couldn't answer it. It's amazing how far they go with almost no evidence. From this single tooth, an illustration was drawn in London in 1922 in the London News, which showed not only a full-scale drawing of what they thought Nebraska man looked like, but his whole family, including children and a baby being carried by a woman, a whole family walking upright. Now, ten years later, after this tooth was found, a jaw was found in the same area as the tooth. The tooth fit perfectly into one opening in the jaw. That jaw and tooth belonged to an extinct pig. So in this case, a pig made a monkey out of the scientist. <laughs> you are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. We are talking today about missing links, stories of supposed half-men, half-ape transitions in ancient history, supposedly showing how men evolved from the apes. Scott, let's next talk about Piltdown Man. Piltdown Man is one of the more well-known of all the missing links. In 1912, Charles Dawson, who called himself an amateur fossilist, found a partial skull in Piltdown, Sussex, England. It was a very old-looking human skull. It had canine teeth unlike any other in an ape-like jaw. Now, again, they weren't ape-like, then they weren't the teeth themselves, and they weren't human. Teeth again? It sometimes seems like these guys are all dentists. <laughs> yeah, but again, that's all that remains. Now, Dawson declared it a transitional form and had a press conference. Fifty people did anthropological dissertations on it over the next four decades. Forty-five of those got PhDs over that four-decade span. In the 1950s, the last doctoral analysis, a student did a fluoride absorption test on the skull. The skull dated to about the time it was found, about 40 years earlier. This called the find into question, so the teeth were examined under a microscope. What they found under their microscope was fascinating in the fact that the teeth had been filed. This whole find was a total fraud. So this supposed missing link was a total fraud? Yes, but it was a fraud in which 45 people got dissertations studying this fraud as real and perpetuating the myth of evolution for four decades. That is very sad. Well, what about the Cro-Magnons we hear so much about? Cro-Magnons were declared a transitional form between Neanderthals and Homo sapiens by evolutionists. However, one interesting thing about Cro-Magnons is when you study their skulls, they are identical to modern Europeans. I'm not sure we want to call most Europeans missing links. Yeah, you have enough trouble talking to some Frenchmen. I, you really <laughs> call them a, a missing link that wouldn't be taken well. Some finds have outpointed teeth like Neanderthals. This again would be due to the great biblical ages if these are just some of the older people just after the flood. 
Now these Cro-Magnons had highly developed societies. There's evidence with their skulls of language, art, so putting them in the form of a missing link is highly misleading. But one of the more interesting things that happened with this one time was I was doing a presentation. I showed a Cro-Magnon skull, a Homo sapien modern human skull, and Neanderthal skulls in this presentation. I had three doctors in the room. And one of them mentioned, you know, I have had all three of these skull types walk into my office this week. Now, he wasn't saying that he had a Neanderthal and a Cro-Magnon. It's just that much variability is there with, with a human. What we normally call Homo sapien human is just the average. Wow, that really puts all of this into perspective. Well, what about the missing links closer to apes, like Lucy? There are several finds of the Lucy type, the first by Raymond Dart and then the Lakeys. In 1924, Raymond Dart found what he called Australopithecus africanus. And, of course, he had a press conference, and he said, we found the ape man. Here we go again. Dart found an unknown species. It had a 500cc brain capacity size, which is ape size. It had an ape-like skull and an ape-like jaw, but it had strange teeth. Now, notice I'm saying strange teeth, not human teeth. They were just different. Here go the dentist again. Now, Lucy... A subsequent find is labeled Australopithecus afarensis. This was found in 1974 by Richard Lakey, a son of the famous Lakey anthropological duo, and this was interpreted as a transitional by Donald Johansson. Lakey himself did not recognize it as a transitional form until this was pointed up by another person. It's a 40% find. Now, incidentally, in anthropology, it is not unusual to find only a tooth, as, as they did with Nebraska man. When you find a 40% find, that's actually above normal. Finding a whole find is almost unheard of. This find had a gibbon skull configuration, but no snout. Skull fragments were found one mile away that they say were anatomically similar, so they put them together. A toe was found 10 miles away. Lucy's knee was found 10 miles away in strata 200 feet deeper. Wait a minute. According to contemporary archaeology, that knee found in strata 200 feet deeper should mean it not only is not part of the same animal, but it's millions of years older. Yeah, she was under three feet tall, and a press conference was held. It was touted as an upright Australopithecine with no snout. Their three-and-a-half million year dating does not jive with the evolutionary time scale. It should be around 1.8 million. This no snout is consistent with a youthful gibbon. Now, computer analysis done later on Lucy shows that her legs could not have allowed her to walk upright, which was the major idea for her being a transitional form. So the famous Lucy is no better evidence for evolution than the rest of the frauds and failures. But you know what chafes me is things like what they did with the Lucy sculpture in St. Louis. The find did not have feet bones, but on this sculpture they put human feet on her to try to make her look as human as possible. The links paleontologists will go to to try and invent evidence for their religion of evolution is truly astounding. 
That's true, Terry, and what we want to communicate to our audience today is that secular paleontology does not have the smoking guns of evidence they have claimed to have had. There are more bad examples we could examine like Artie and many others. But the story is still the same. The more we look into paleontology, we find no evidence for missing links because they're still missing. They will always be missing since we did not evolve, but were made fully formed in God's image as he described to us in Genesis. We can have full confidence in God's word on this, and science, when honestly examined, does not contradict God's word. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org, that is S-A-B-B-S-A.org, or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on the link to our newsletters. You can also call 210-599-7240 to request having the newsletter emailed to you. Our website also has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That's whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at the current day issues from a biblical perspective. SABSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. at the Jim's Restaurant on the corner of San Pedro and Ramsey. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of hundreds of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to this show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR website, click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.